Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the In Liminality Podcast. This is Tyler with and my Patrick. Yep, with Patrick. <laughs> and uh for Bigfoot Part two couldn't felt like we couldn't adequately discuss Bigfoot without having our good buddy William on stream. Or on Well, I feel like you totally could have, but <laughs> Um, we're glad to have him. Uh, again, we're actually streaming this live. That's why I said stream. Um, we're streaming it live from Twitch on Monday night. Um, y'all will be getting this Wednesday, but if we did a better job of advertising, uh, maybe some of y'all would be tuning into the Twitch streams that we're on, which honestly, we didn't know William was going to be with us till like. 15 minutes ago, so. I'll do what I can. I'm here to help. Yeah. All right, so. Um, Bigfoot, Kentucky. Kentucky Bigfoot, episode part one. Uh, we kind of just talked Whoa. about some A sighting in Lewis County, and uh, we read through some sightings from Lawrence County, uh, including the infamous BFBJ. Um, so we're kind of not going to focus in on specific counties in Kentucky this time. We're just going to kind of touch on the overall mythos of Bigfoot in Kentucky. Uh, cause most of the time when you hear Bigfoot, like you're hearing about sightings out on the West coast, like in the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. Washington, Oregon, um, like some Northern California in there. Um, however, there are plenty of Bigfoot things, Bigfoot sightings and lore and everything uh, surrounding the great state of Kentucky uh, just as a whole. Um, so on this episode, we're kind of going to go into that a little more. Um, and, you know, we'll see where that takes us. Uh, I want to start out this episode by reading through um, a bit of a um, account of an in, uh, of an encounter with the Bigfoots in uh, Round County. Uh, this report's coming from near the Cave Run area from a professional Bigfoot researcher. Okay, um, take that for what you okay. will. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's professional. We gotta trust him. He's a sellout. I think it's a she actually. Oh, sorry. Yep. Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. I'm not going to read through this whole thing because it is ridiculously long uh, for one of these. Um, essentially, this woman and a team of a few people uh, go into the Daniel Boone National Forest, um, you know, which is located in Kentucky, uh, to investigate... Um, this area that a person that one witness had like reported multiple sightings in. So they go up there, it's nighttime. Um, and I want to pick up like halfway through this. Um, the three of us worked our way to the top of the ridge, stopping periodically to check multiple broken trees and branches. It wasn't long before something was thrown against a rock formation as we were passing by. We decided to split up briefly. 
Dusty wanted the theme. Uh, carefully flanking one side of the rocky ridge, Chuck, the other member of the three-person team, uh, besides the narrator, uh, Chunk, ch Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> oh, that's his name yeah. now, Chunk, flank the other side of the ridge, we eventually met up at the top. At the very top, we were standing on a huge rock formation with a big cavity in the middle. The cavity was a natural formation, I mean, as... Rock formation, they are creating a shallow fortress like arrangement at the top. The shallow fortress afforded a nearly 360 degree view while providing numerous quiet routes of escape along adjoining rock formations on the ridge. Uh, we were videotaping this rock formation in the dark with the Sony night shot and talking as it got darker. I decided to let the two young guys, um, Chunk and what was it? Dusty. Dusty. God, what a duo. Um, <laughs> when, I, when I got there, I looked over the side of my red headlamp, lit up a Sasquatch standing 15 to 20 feet away. Now, this is where uh, it's hard for me to suspend disbelief. I mean, maybe this is because I'm not a professional big hunter, but if I seen a Bigfoot as close as 100 yards away, I would scream like... A little girl. Like, here's just... I just... To not be expecting it and just have it lit up. That's frightening. That's... There's no way. What do you all think? Ain't no thing. Ain't you know no what you thing. get into if you're a Bigfoot uh, investigator? Professional. What's the point of being Professional. one? Professional. Uh, yeah, what's the point of being one if you don't expect to find a Bigfoot? Act well, like you've been there before. Well, that's what I'm saying. I haven't been there before. I'm not a professional Bigfoot hunter. If I, the only thing I'd ever consider myself professional in is um, taking naps of an evening and ruining my sleep schedule for an entire week. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a weekly thing. It's it happens all the time. Um, no shit. Anyways, uh, back. I mean, okay. Yeah. So, from my perspective, uh, being you know a paranormal hunter. I'm not saying I'm professional by any means, but I mean, it's pretty frightening, especially when you catch something with your own eyes. Um, you know, you kind of get that moment, you just kind of like freeze. I mean, if I seen a Bigfoot, fuck, I'll probably right there with you, hightailing my ass back down the hill. There's my thing. It's one thing to expect to see something. Like, I get what William's saying. You know, as a professional Bigfoot hunter, you expect to see it. But, like, also, every time I open a bank app on my phone, I expect to see a million dollars. Like, I mean... It just don't happen. Yeah. Like, I expect it. I expect to see it, but at the same time, like, I never do. So, like... And if I ever did, I'd be shocked. <laughs> so, I mean, there kind of goes... I don't know. I guess the reason... We may not be getting the full reaction because it is coming from this person's point of view... Um, so maybe this is like based on a true story and not like the actual true story. So. Calling them a liar? I ain't calling them a liar. I'm just saying maybe they left some stuff out. I ain't getting the full picture. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Picture of what? Sweet tea. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> so all right. Back to the back to the encounter. 
Uh, my red headlamp lit up a Sasquatch standing 15 to 20 feet away. It was standing motionless between two trees, just below the back of the rock formation. I could see it from the waist up until I turned my headlamp briefly. Then it pulled back into the shadows and slowly walked away. For as many years as I've been reading about Bigfoot's warning what an encounter would be like, I would not have predicted my reaction. <laughs> Maybe we just got in that discussion a little too early. Um, I would not have predicted my reaction when I finally saw one for the first time that night. I was completely surprised and shocked. It was no more than 15 to 20 feet away. Yeah. Great. Establish that. Um... I was pretty addled at that moment. I started walking backwards away from the edge and nearly fell off the rock formation. <laughs> oh, God, that would have been awful. Well, I guess we wouldn't have this story, though, if that happened. Um, I turned off my headlamp <laughs> just and just stood there for a few seconds. At that point, Chuck calmly said, eyeballs. Oh, Chunk. At that point, Chunk <laughs> calmly said, eyeballs. I stepped over towards him and asked him where he said... And I asked him where, and he said, over your, over your right shoulder. At that point, I knew there were two animals up there because of the eye shine, brackets, not parentheses, glowing eyes, in brackets, that he was videotaping were in the opposite direction of the one I illuminated only seconds before. I said out loud that there were two up here, but I didn't tell these young men that I saw one behind us, even closer than the eyeballs in front of us. <laughs> I didn't want them to panic because that particular section of the rocky ridge is treacherous. Uh, Chunk, one of the witnesses, continued videotaping the eyes and reacting to what he was seeing through the camera. And that's something else. They reference this footage over and over, but is it anywhere on the internet? I don't know, because I ain't found it. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, and I'm just talking shit, but, you know, I would be posting this evidence front and center. There's not even a link to it on this, and they do put links in here because I've clicked on a few and went to them. So. <laughs> and I, mean, I got Oh, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> I, I missed. Uh, they must have just added this. I'm just kidding. In all likelihood, I missed it. <laughs> Um, so if you scroll down below the account, it literally says, here's the yeah. link to download and discuss this footage. And there's it, a link. It, it, it also says this site can't be reached. Ah, so ha. Ah, so there we go. Did you see at the very bottom of this page uh, about the BFR investigator? Did you see his name? Oh, Matthew Moneymaker. I've heard of this guy. That's a good name, though. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's... It's like one of those bad cases to where... You're either going to be a Bigfoot hunter or a porn star with that name. <laughs> Why can't you be both, William? Why can't people aspire to more? Okay, I'm taking notes now. That's my next, <laughs> uh, my next side gig. Uh, OnlyFans? Uh, no, I'm just going to put it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. At least get paid. I do it for the love of the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, when I tried to see eyes, I could not see them with my own naked eyes. Oh, wow. As, here's how this actually reads. 
but I tried to see the eyes. I could not, all caps, see them with my own the naked eyes. But the eyes were not always visible to Chunk, so I may have looked at the wrong moment. (laughs) A lot of my attention was in the other direction when I saw one at a closer range a moment before. Uh, We stood there for a period of time until I finally decided it was time for us to leave. Um, as we walked in the dark, I could hear something else walking, following us down the hill. Then I heard other footfalls paralleling us to our left. Uh, the, the three of us, Dusty, Chunk, and I, were definitely spooked and felt threatened. Dusty had a large spotlight in his backpack, and and he pulled it out at this point. Okay, he lit our way up. He lit up our way down the hill. Um... But yeah, so that's but oh, okay. Also noticed, uh, the family's campsite was at the base of the hill we climbed at around 11 p.m. The campground was once again being peppered by small rocks. Okay. And yeah, that's oh, um, other okay, yeah, okay, yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to read this one. Um, and I'll have the link in the show notes if you'd like to read it in its original glory. Um, but A, because it's the longest, and two, because it's like, despite the jokes I've made, we've made, um, it's actually a pretty detailed account of what happened, um, by somebody who supposedly they're doing. Um, so I thought it was neat, and I also thought it was neat that, um, A, it happened. Brown County borders Lewis County, um, and the Daniel Boone Force goes through quite a few counties, if I'm not mistaken. Um, large is it's pretty big. Does it go down into Tennessee? Surely not. I don't think it's quite that big. Jamie, look it up. It goes down. It, like, is on the Tennessee border. Yeah, it goes all the way down to the border. Yeah, no crossing the Tennessee. What do you know? I obviously know how big the Daniel Boone Forest is. No, I'm just going to say it goes all the way down to Somerset. Oh, God, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> I got down that rabbit hole tonight. Other day. Other, like, <laughs> six podcasts. Um, so, also reading about Matthew Moneymaker on this site. He co-hosted the Finding Bigfoot show on Animal Planet uh, from 2010-2017. Oh, okay. This guy probably does know what he's doing. Um, I still stand by everything. (laughs) Including Chunk. Uh, But another another reason I wanted to read this one is because it's a sighting in the Daniel Boone Forest. I know I said that. Um, But... Because one of like the earliest Bigfoot legends um, is Daniel Boone actually claims to have killed um, what they called Yahoos, Yahoos, um, but which 
the description of um, the instance of, you know, actually being one of these Bigfoot-type creatures. Um, and I know William laughed, but they called them these because they reminded them of a character um, called a Yehu or Yahoo from uh, Jonathan Swift's book, Gulliver Travels, Gulliver's Travels, um, which most of you have probably read in high school um, or at least vaguely know. Um, so that story where, you know, you see a giant laying down with, like, people tying him up, like that imagery from that story. Jack Black made a movie. Yep. I do. I vaguely remember that one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so they supposedly killed a Bigfoot, um, what we would call Bigfoot, what they called Yahoo's back then. Um, so it's no stranger. Like I said earlier in the podcast, um, Usually when you hear about Bigfoot, you hear about it in the Pacific Northwest. But, uh, you know, if you look past all that and look into other places, in um, Kentucky makes sense. Uh, not only Kentucky, but like the, you know, Appalachia. That's huge. Um, but, you know, like Pat and I have referenced times, like, that's like super old, old territory. So... Anything can happen. Now the point of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the tagline? Yeah, anything can happen. Even porn um, star Bigfoot hunters, professionals. One day. One day. I'm going to hold William to it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It won't take much. All right, so I want to get to that last. I was about to say something, but now I'm not. Um, there's also an account that made national news from Kentucky. Um, I've seen this on a few different websites, um, including the uh, um, Kentucky Herald and... Uh, the Louisville Courier Journal. Um, those were paid to access those, so I just want one I can find it for free. <laughs> um, support local journalism, people. Don't be like me. Uh, a few campers in Kentucky got the scare. Well, let me read the title first. A uh, man fires a gun in a Kentucky national park after claiming to see Bigfoot. I was hoping it was just going to be man fires a gun. I mean, we can... I can edit out the rest. <laughs> okay. This is from Travel and Leisure. Not the most, you know, not usually where you go to get news. But, Speak um, for yourself. <laughs> okay, I apologize hey, to any avid Travel and Leisure um, readers. Okay. A few campers in Kentucky got the scare of a lifetime this week when Bigfoot reportedly attacked their campsite, leading to a late-night shootout. Yes, you read that sentence correctly. Or, I guess if you're listening to me read it, rest assured that I read it correctly. Uh, according to reports, Madeline Durand and her boyfriend, Brad Ginn, were camping in Kentucky's Mammoth Cave National Park when a man approached their tent in the middle of the night. 
Lustre, the man reportedly told the couple that Bigfoot made his way through their camp and destroyed a few tents. He said, I hope you have weapons. Then he flashed his gun at us. <laughs> it was like, I have this, so if anything happens to you, then just yell and I'll come. <laughs> Duran added that the man was also accompanied by his young son. What a father figure. God. Uh, the couple went back inside their tent. However, after just a few moments, the couple heard gunshots. <laughs> <laughs> They called the police and decided to make the five-mile hike out of the campsite to meet park officials. God. It takes a lot to make me hike five miles. Especially, especially at night. Oh, no. I mean, I at night? Back to sleep. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling <laughs> if, I, if I stay where, even if some scary shit's going down, like in the middle of the woods... If I stay where I'm at, you know, I'm I'm f- at least familiar with the location. Like I ain't gonna run, I ain't gonna hike no five miles in the middle of the night with something that could be Pacing. chasing me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> great. Like, oh, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mammoth Cave law enforcement officer. Ooh, hold on, Mammoth Cave law enforcement rangers. Responded to an incident involving an individual with a firearm at one of the park's backcountry campsites at approximately 2 a.m. Wow. Uh, That just made me thinking about the other couple hiking out. Uh, Park rangers made contact with all parties involved and no injuries occurred. According to Schroher, um... The man was within his legal rights to have his gun within park boundaries. However, discharging a weapon in the park is strip- strictly prohibited. What's the point of having a uh, weapon in the park then if you, <laughs> if you can't discharge it? It's just watering the same thing. Like, uh, that, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You're for protection. showing off. For, yeah, for, like, I mean, it did say he flashed his gun at that couple, so, yeah. He was initially following the rules, so. Hey, look, he was just letting them know if anything pops up, he's going to start popping off. Yeah, and that's supposedly what he did. How many guns did the did. kid have? Um, I think they said he had a backpack full of guns. I think that was part of this. <laughs> just had like 20 knives on his belt. <laughs> he had a rocket launcher. <laughs> this man is ready for anything. It's taller than he was. Uh, but the couple explained they didn't care that the man had a gun, or even that he was shooting at what he thought was a, he was, oh god, or even that he thought he was shooting a mythical creature, merely the fact that he shot into total darkness. Oh my god. Wow. I would be terrified. Uh, for any one of those reasons. We saw the flash from his gun, and he shot maybe 20 yards from the side of our tent into pitch black darkness. While it may seem far-fetched the man saw Bigfoot, he wouldn't be alone in thinking he had. As USA Today noted, the Kentucky Bigfoot Research Organization reports that there have been about 400 alleged Bigfoot sightings in Kentucky over the years. So maybe this guy really did save this couple, or maybe he just saw a really big animal. Either way, probably a good idea to scare it off, but maybe next time he could do so with loud noises rather than using a deadly weapon. I mean, a gunshot is a loud noise. Like, 
So he did. I mean, you know, if it was Bigfoot, or this guy's just forgot to take his crazy meds for a couple of days. Uh, hey, man. You're going to say shit like that, just happy. I mean, do you see shit, Patrick? Sometimes. Do you shoot at it? <laughs> Sometimes. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. I said, don't come knocking on my door in the middle of the night. You shoot people at, I feel like knocking's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do you get packages, Pat? God. Well, that's in the middle of the night. I hope no one comes knocking on my door with a package in the middle of the night. Hey, USPS delivers, man. Uh, so, <laughs> coming from I mean, someone yeah. that used to work for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't get what you're saying there. I mean, even you can read between the lines. I really don't <laughs> know what you're getting at. Yeah, Tyler. Anyways, <laughs> Pat's dead to me, guys. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to end the podcast forever. Just kidding. Maybe you'll find out if there's another episode. I guess. Um. So the last been replaced. the last thing <laughs> the last thing I wanted to kind of hit on. Um, I've actually been hoping like this would get derailed at some point. But I, I was hoping one of these tangents would be longer. Um, but we'll tie it all together at the end, or we'll try to. Uh, but one of the most interesting things is uh, from a web site called the daily yonder their tagline is keep it rural um i'll admit i did not do any research into this site uh before i just copied the link and put it on here um i did read the article first (laughs) well that's good uh might have vet the article okay so let me get through here basically this research team went um, to a 75,000-acre area in southeastern Kentucky. Um, they deemed it statistically... Oh, it says something. Let me find it real quick. Um, you would think I would do this stuff before I start talking, but I never do. Okay. Um, using an advanced algorithm... Actually, right before that, the team. Here we go. Bryce Johnson, Expedition Operations. Dr. Myra Mayer, a primatologist. Um, Russell Accord, ex-military slash survivalist. And Ronnie LeBlanc, Bigfoot researcher. (laughs) Uses the latest in technology. Uses the latest in technology to research for the elusive cryptid. From drone footage and trail cams. The group collects data. The group collects data and sends it to experts in the field to analyze. And it's not just a team of amateurs out combing the woods either. Johnson and Gordon LeBlanc have extensive histories as Bigfoot researchers, while Dr. Mayer is a world-renowned primatologist. For nearly, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Um, for nearly 20 years, he has been a wildlife correspondent, including for National Geographic. Her explorations have led her to several scientific discoveries, including the co-discovery of the world's smallest primates and brand new species, Russ's mouse lemur, which she also discovered with her colleague, Dr. Ed Lois. 
on an expedition in northeastern Madagascar. Using an advanced algorithm, the team determined the location of a 75,000-acre area in southeastern Kentucky that held the greatest mathematical odds of encountering a Bigfoot during the specific 21-day window they were filming. Could you imagine the guy that made that algorithm? Oh, and God. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cure cancer with this or something, and then they come up to him, and he's in there like... Uh, Yep, we used it to find Bigfoot <laughs> in Kentucky. And he just was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What have I done? <laughs> oh, God. That's, the, that's a movie right there. The makings of a movie. Imagine it's like that movie where the uh, the guy cracks that World War II code, but it's for Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I... If, it, if that doesn't star Nick Cage, though, I'm not watching it. Oh, my God. I want him to be a computer science guy that finds Bigfoot. That's the ultimate <laughs> role. Uh, this, this was the role that you were destined for. Hollywood, get a hold of us. We'll keep the lines open. <laughs> and the email is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen to the end of the show, and I'll tell you the email, because I could never remember it. <laughs> um <laughs> Starting, okay, yeah, it'll be in the show. Uh, starting there, they were able to find what they believe are migra- migratory patterns of the famed cryptid, as well as possible structure, a possible structure made from trees similar to what others claim are made by Bigfoot creatures. According to Sasquatch investigations of the Rockies, tree structures are thought to be an indication of Bigfoot creatures marking off their territory from other Bigfoot creatures. Oh, there's a whole society of them. What do y'all think about that? I don't... I see the picture of this here, and I don't understand how that points to Bigfoot. The picture... uh, Have you read through the article? At the very top, I'm just looking at the Bigfoot structure they found. Oh, I don't know. Like... I guess people don't know that trees are weak and like storms can actually. This picture, it's they're all like arranged. There's like a bunch of limbs arranged perfectly into the crook of a tree. Yeah. So I don't think a storm did that. Well, no, but like I used to go in the woods and do that stuff when I was like. Yeah, exactly. And to be fair, I was marking off my territory from Bigfoot. (laughs) From Bigfoot, so they wouldn't know, (laughs) but. No, I agree. Like, you know, it could be people going in there. It could be, you know, not even kids, but just people wanting to spook, you know, make it. It could be Blair thing. Witches. It could be Blair Witches. It could be Satanists. It could be. Uh, Any number of more plausible things than Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, it's. Actual demons. It's like, it's. What is that? Occam's Razor? No, that's not. Occam's yes. Razor. Okay. Um, explanation. Yeah. And if you ask me, the simplest explanation is, is Bigfoot. More than Satanists? More than Satanists. Okay. Yeah. To each their own. <laughs> um, I just don't see any Satanist symbolism in this. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I get, what you, on purpose. I get what you're saying. Like, because I've seen other stuff about these tree structures. You know, if, like, I walked out in the woods... And I saw like something legit, but these things look intelligent. If the stuff about them is true, you know they seem intelligent. So 
Who knows? Now, show me a picture of Bigfoot with glasses on, and I'll believe they're intelligent. Okay. <laughs> I'll get on that. Trying to find where I was at in the article. <laughs> it's a long article. Oh, I know. It's a novella. Okay, anyways, I'm just going to sum it up because I can't find out what. Okay, maybe. I'm going to skip a bunch and get to what I want to talk about. The soil samples is where you're at. Yeah. Alright, okay. So the team collected soil samples from under the structure and sent them to the UCLA California Environmental DNA Program for analysis. Environmental DNA, parentheses eDNA, small e, is genetic material naturally left left behind by animals in the environment. Analysis of the samples generates a snapshot of whatever animals or creatures are living in the area. According to Miroslava Mungia Ramos. That was my favorite part of the episode because you were trying to read that name. (laughs) (laughs) The EDA program project manager. Analysis of the sample indicates another primate other than humans was in this area. Dun dun dun. Uh, what we're looking at are the unique organisms that we're able to identify. Our software does what's known as met- metabar coding, so it'll match up all the DNA sequences that we're able to detect and try to cross-reference them with the thousands of genomes that have been published. Uh, what I found very interesting was that, yes, we have detected human DNA in these areas, but we're still seeing different primate DNA. There wasn't just one human primate. There are several different primates, some sort of primate relative that exists in the data. Ramos said that the DNA seemed to come from a species of chimpanzee that would not normally be seen in the rural hillsides of Kentucky. It's a real head-scratcher, she said. It's important to note that the higher detection, the more confidence we can say that whatsoever organism, whatever taxonomy we're looking at, was apparent in that area. In this case, we're looking at the Pan genus. Pan, once again. (laughs) That's a call back to Hellier for any of y'all that have watched it yet. Um, or the chimpanzee genus, uh, there's 3,000 reeds. For Mayer, the discovery is significant because it's based on science, not on lore or legends. Finding what appears to be a very large structure, seemingly created with intention and requiring great strength as well as foresight is interesting, Mayer said in an email. Um, so yeah, so it just goes on to talk about that, de- um, just how interesting it was to find like actual chimpanzee DNA in Kentucky, which I've lived in Kentucky my whole life and have never known of um, any chimpanzees being out in the forest. Uh, But also what I liked about this article is that it's actually fairly recent as far as this stuff goes. Um, It was published this year, back in March. Um, I just thought this was fairly neat uh, that something like this happened in Kentucky in relation to Bigfoot. and. I thought it was a good way to kind of go to where we kind of start trying to make sense of the whole mythos. Maybe not even make sense of it, but kind of just talk about it. It's a real head-scratcher. It is a real head-scratcher. See? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I'm trying to think of any primates i've ever heard of in kentucky 
I mean, we haven't. That's like the point. I know. That's what I'm trying to think of. Yeah. Um. I mean, we could go back to what seems to be a favorite of people's explaining cryptids in Kentucky and that these primates escaped the traveling circus. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. populated in the woods. Or they're aliens. Or they're aliens. I mean, that is a prevailing thing. Um, that um, I I probably shouldn't use the word prevailing there, but that is a school of thought in the Bigfoot community is that Bigfoots aren't even of this earth or this dimension, per se. Yeah, what about the Goblin Universe stuff? Yeah, I mean, they could definitely come from the Goblin Universe. They could come from... Know, uh, eighth dimension, um, they could be just coming from the moon. Uh, maybe that's what's on the dark side of the moon. Maybe Transformers got it all wrong and it's actually Bigfoot's. Okay, I'm, I'm cutting you off there. That's not true. What's not true? That Transformers got it wrong? The Transformers got something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> touche, touche. All right, moon, moon's taken. Um, Maybe Bigfoots are from Mars. Mars? Yeah, Mars. I mean, there's a big face on Mars. Why couldn't there be Bigfoots? Big feet? No, it would. It's the plural is Bigfoots, William. Uh, big feet's more fun, though. Yeah, we're not here to be fun. We're here to be, <laughs> we're here to be factual. Business, <laughs> we are budding Bigfoot professionals, okay? We're... Almost there. We've probably done as much research as at least You're half damn the people. Oh yeah, easily. You know, especially on Facebook. Um. <laughs> um. Oh shit! I totally forgot where I was going with that. Uh. This is how we get banned off Spotify. Why? We're marked explicit. Listen, there's I'm people there's people first. that talk about way more stuff, way more worse stuff, and way more vulgar than we do. Try me. I can turn it on if you no, want to. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know so many bad words. And <laughs> he's so proud of it. I know at least 15. That's quite a lot. All right, um... I don't know, I always just found it weird, especially before I started looking into it um, and noticing that, you know, when people say big big feet, when people talk about Bigfoot, they're referring to stuff that's been sighted um, out west. Uh, when I've always lived, like, near a pretty broad expanse of just, like, wooded area, I'm like, wouldn't surprise me at all if there was stuff in there that I had no clue even lived anywhere around here. Like Bigfoot. Like Black Panthers. <laughs> like, you know, like... That's just... I guess that's why it was so odd to me, because I always just thought, well, yeah. Like, you know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was shit in there that we didn't know about. Could you imagine being this legendary mythical creature that is, like, seven foot tall and just, like, roams through the woods and... Covered in hair, and then what you're known for is your feet. <laughs> I, I mean, it'd probably hurt, especially if you're actually like, if they're actually intelligent and like, no, <laughs> no like, 
Maybe that's why they don't come out. Maybe they're just so embarrassed that that's what they're known for. <laughs> I mean, most well, pictures you see of them feet. are not of their feet. They're covering uh, their feet up because they're embarrassed. That's true, but <clears throat> I mean, I'd say the term came from um, like the actual footprints because that's that was probably seen more often um, oh, than think? pictures were back in the day. I mean, yeah, I think. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Good job. I, I mean, I know we were joking, but I was also trying to, you know, like actually, I don't know, give a reasoning. I am bullied on my own podcast. Our podcast. They don't. They don't call aliens big eyes. <laughs> Some people do. They call them <laughs> little green men. Think think of how bad that would feel. They didn't even get the color right. The color was gray. Well, it's hard to tell because everything was black and white back in the fifties oh and sixties. Oh yeah, we didn't. Start... <laughs> you, can't, you can't really tell color very well. We didn't start seeing color till the seventies, eighties. Uh, I think it was like the fifties or sixties. Oh, uh, I don't know my TV history. Um. So. I don't know, and I and I honestly didn't know the Daniel Boone stuff like about the Daniel Boone actual person, actual count, until like fairly recently, actually, probably just like a few months ago when I kind of started really delving into some of this stuff. That's something I had honestly had, you know. They don't tell the story of Daniel Boone and the Yahoo when you're in fourth grade in a Kentucky public school. They just tell all the other cool stuff. That's why I'm all for education reform. Oh, yeah. Education reform needs to happen. We need Daniel Boone Yahoo stories in English class up till kids graduate. That's something we got to hammer into their head. Somehow that sounds more racist every time you say it. That's that's exactly what they call it, which I know is not an excuse, but I've already said where the term is coming from. So it's not coming out of any sort of place that... Negative. Well, just to let you know, Yahoo is one of the 15 bad words I know. Shit. Maybe we will get banned. Cussing left and right there. <laughs> there you go again. <laughs> We're fucked. Well, I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> I guess I gotta start my own podcast since this one's being cancelled. Yep. Special guest. <laughs> Be blacklisted. There you go again. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know. I just think that that connection, all that, you know, dates all the way back to, I don't even know what the time period was. I know it was over 200 years ago. Um, but, you know, that stuff persists even till today. And, like, it's like, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast or just like when Pat and I were talking. It seems like people forget that um, Native Americans were in this area um, pretty heavily um, from what I know, which is very little. Um, so, and you know, and out west, there's a lot of this stuff, you know, like that's where, you know, they have like legends of these big things in the forest. Um, so it makes sense that we have one around here for multiple reasons, not just that Appalachia is old as shit, you know? 
Don't get me started on the Nephilim that I learned about a couple weeks ago. Oh, I never did listen to that audio book. Um, <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, well, maybe we'll do another episode on that. The Nephilim of Appalachian. I can come on that one. All right. I'm good with that. I'm not. Oh, okay. Scratch it. <laughs> Okay, um, also have a link to a Facebook group um, called Eastern Kentucky Bigfoot Research Team. It'll be in the show notes. Um, going through it, oh, there's actually some decent pictures, which could be faked. Once again, people, we're not professional Bigfoot researchers. I can't it tell. It's a private group. It could be that same thing I was pitching earlier. What now? I said it is a private group. It is. Uh, it could be the same idea I was pitching earlier for Facebook. What idea were you pitching? Oh, you don't remember the Bigfoot Hunter porno? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I yeah, that's not where my first thought was. Um, <laughs> God bless. It's not. It. It's not. If you want an invite to the group, I'll gladly invite you. Just let me know. Um, anyways, though, uh, going back to as recently as July 21st, there's some like good pictures from the Somerset Insider. Um, that like I said, I don't know if it's fake, I don't know if it's a guy in a gorilla suit or what. Um, but you can definitely make out a tall, uh, what looks to be like a hairy humanoid shape. Um, these people are taking pictures from what looks like a bank of a creek, maybe. Um, and once again, this is in Somerset, a Pulaski County man is happy to be safe at home after a scary incident near, oh, it's Lake Cumberland, <laughs> um, near Lake Cumberland today. Jared Arnett spotted a Bigfoot in the woods and took these amazing photographs of the beast. First, I thought it was a grizzly bear, but once I got a better look at it, it was definitely a Sasquatch. Um, I always just gotta say grizzly bear in a weird accent. The Pulaski County Sheriff's Department is currently examining these photographs, but they are expected to verify their authenticity soon. This is a developing story. Um, and, of course, the follow-up verification is not posted anywhere, so I guess we'll never know um, what the police had to say about these pictures. I said they look legit. I mean, Pat, you got access to the group. What do you think about them? I'm just going to say I've seen these same pictures on um, about the lake in Batavia, Ohio. You mean you can you can tell a difference in pictures of a blurry creature in a wooded area? You can differentiate. No, it's literally (laughs) it's literally the same pictures. All right. All right, so the official stance of the Inluminati podcast is those pictures are bullshit. Whoa. I'm not saying that they're bullshit. No, nope. I'm just saying that you it didn't happen said in it. Somerset. You done said it. Well, how do you know it didn't happen in Batavia? How do you know it first happened in Somerset? Okay, so the first place I seen it was around the Batavia. I think, I swear. Oh my god. I did, I did. Okay, no, if you scroll down to July 13th, those same pictures are there. Just spotted at East Fork Lake. <laughs> I don't know if that's part of Lake Cumberland, but I'm guessing not because it's 
they called it a different lake. <laughs> um, and yeah, those are the same exact pictures. I wonder how how has nobody called these people out on this? Right. I'm about to message you right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um. So yeah. So <laughs> never mind. Um. I was duped. You can't time. believe everything you see on Facebook. Oh, I don't believe me. <laughs> That's I said. I even said our official stance was their BS. Well, good thing I'm uh, not official on the podcast because I believe every picture I've ever seen. Okay, <laughs> That's, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. You can't go through your entire life just uh, not believing in anything, Tyler. I believe in things. I'm just not sold on some of these. I've done said I think there could be something in the woods, especially like in Kentucky or in, you know, just densely forested areas. You either have to believe in nothing or believe in everything. There's no in between. Oh, okay. I believe in nothing, man. This world this world is empty. And so is I'm everybody. Right I'm right when it comes to Facebook, I don't believe shit. Oh yeah, Yahoo. That's a, that's a whole other story. Or Wikipedia. <laughs> well, I don't even know if Yahoo's in business anymore. <laughs> oh, you little may, faith. Maybe Daniel Boone killed it too. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay. Here, here is a story. Um, and it's told by Nancy McDaniel. This is in the art, same article um, attached, or that'll be in the show notes. Uh, it's called Yahoo, Yahoo, or Bigfoot. Um, and it talks about Daniel Boone um, possibly slaying a Bigfoot. Uh, but there's this story from Nancy McDaniel of Big Leather Leatherfoot Creek in Perry County, Kentucky. Um, it was told to folktale collector Leonard Roberts, who published it under the title The Origin of Man. <sighs> okay, here's a story. Once upon a time, there's a man laying out, and he went to a cave. And he was laying out in there, and the yahoo come and throw a deer to him. Something would come every day and throw a deer into him and leave out. One time, that yahoo come on come and got down in there with him and not long after that she had a kid hmm then one time <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was just uh, a throwaway sentence in that whole story I know <laughs> uh, you can't do that okay so you want me to read it again uh, no <laughs> <laughs> so is that I, on the rest of the story I, oh yes it has huge bearing <laughs> On the rest okay. of the story. So they had a kid. Yeah. Okay. With a deer. No, with the, with a Bigfoot. A human. Yes. Have you been listening? <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. The Bigfoot was throwing a deer to this guy every day to like feed him. Was he oh, they had a was kid. in a cave? Yeah. yeah, and then it came in, and they had a kid. Wait. I'm confused. Okay, I'm just going to start over, okay? So it had a kid with him? Yeah. Is what it was? That's what it alludes to. It doesn't oh, okay. come out and say it yet, but yeah. I, I thought you meant that 
eventually this Bigfoot birthed a kid. And this is what the story was about. I mean, yeah, the Bigfoot birthed a kid. No, like, I thought the sighting was they saw a Bigfoot giving birth. Oh, no, 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 no. I was very, I was very confused <laughs> and way more excited for this story than I should have been. Oh, gosh. Okay, no, this is not a witness of a Bigfoot birth. This is uh, part two to uh, <laughs> that story on the last episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got the fourth play on the first episode. <laughs> now he's got a kid. Oh, well, this this takes a dark turn, okay? Okay. <laughs> then one time, he took a notion to leave her, and he would go to leave, and she wouldn't let him go. She'd make him come back. Uh, finally... He got out, and he got on a ship going across the waters. And he got started and rode off and left her. And she stood out there and hollered and screamed after him. And when she'd seen he'd got away from her and she couldn't go, why, she tore that baby in two and throwed one half in after him. God. <laughs> So, that's some dark shit right there. That's why I said it took a dark turn, you know. It... Fuck this baby. So, Fuck you. So yeah, but uh, but apparently there's actually tales of like humans and primates getting together from a lot of like ancient or you know older societies, and this is being proposed to just be kind of well, like you said, he published under the origin of man. I didn't know that's what this podcast was, was you just perpetuating Eastern Kentucky stereotypes? I'm not perpetuating it. This, that is literally how it reads. People in Eastern Kentucky just having sex with primates and You're, this trees. Is, this is told from a woman from Perry County. Okay. <laughs> I'm not perpetuating any kind of stereotypes. Like that. It literally reads like I... Like I've read it, like it's written in that dialect, and I already I have a heck so of an accent. I was—I didn't even know you were reading with an accent. I thought that was just your accent. Well, I was about to say, like I have a heavy accent anyway. So yeah, I mean, like I said, that's an like that's an accounting of a folk tale from somebody in Eastern Kentucky. Um. Speaking of folktales, you might want to edit this out, but I, uh, I got a book the other day from Half Price Books that is, uh, it's called like Eastern Kentucky or Kentucky Ghost Story or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just this guy that went around all of Kentucky and would uh, would sit in with like older people uh and just general storytellers in kentucky mm-hmm. and take like record their oral these oral history stories of uh of ghost sightings and just he just transcribed them in this book so i'm reading through it right now and uh maybe i'll pick a few if you want me to come back on another episode and... yeah that sounds good i'd like to see that book sometime too i actually have a signed copy oh wow sweet <laughs> it looks like someone printed it in their uh like at their work and just like bound it themselves, <laughs> and then they signed it and gave it to somebody. Hey, well, we'll make it popular on our, you know, to our list of viewers slash listeners. If I can, I could find that guy and get him on your podcast. Oh, I have no doubt. A hundred percent. Maybe he come on my Twitch stream with me. I definitely, 
I definitely have to edit out this part for you talking shit about this book. Not the contents, but the yeah, I'm saying not the contents. Self-published. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with self-publishing. Just makes you look like an ass. I mean, it's cheaper and it's more realistic. Doesn't mean doesn't mean anything will happen. Okay. Um, tales of women shipwrecked or marooned on an island populated by monkeys or apes fed and housed by a dog. Oh. May have arisen in, arisen in early 16th century Portugal and also exist in similar forms in the Americas and across Asia. Um, the idea of a semi-human was also floating through science. I don't really want to read the rest of this because I feel like it's not going anywhere good. No. I'll catch you. <laughs> Come to backpedal on that one. Yep. I'm probably just going to edit that out. <laughs> All these half people. Yeah. These yahoos. The more I read that, the more uncomfortable I was getting. William. Be 100% honest with me. What do you think about the possibility of a Bigfoot or something Bigfoot-shaped roaming around the hills of Daniel Boone Forest and Appalachia? Lucas is Bigfoot-shaped. What I said stands. Um, Yeah, it's like what I said earlier. You got to believe in nothing or you have to believe in everything. (laughs) I mean, I believe, so I believe in aliens and ghosts and all kinds of stuff. Why would it ever stop at Bigfoot? <laughs> I mean, some people draw very clear distinctions. Some people don't believe in cryptids, don't believe in aliens, but believe in ghosts. Some people believe in aliens, but don't believe in all the other stuff. Some people are some combination, and some people say, just believe all of it. I will say Bigfoot. Is probably less likely than aliens. You really think so? Yes, totally. Why? Because I believe that by now there would be harder evidence of Bigfoot. Okay. Uh, um, say that I don't uh, believe in Bigfoot. So Bigfoot is the hide and go seek champion of all times. Just throwing it out there. No. The only legit explanation for the lack of hard evidence that William desires comes from the late great comic Mitch Hedberg, who proposed the theory that Bigfoot's just blurry. Like, that's his state of existence. He's just blurry. Then that's scarier. That's like. He looks off an EMF field. I mean, that does lend itself to, you know, the um, multi dimensional Bigfoot. That I would be much more scared if I saw a like a Lovecraftian esque like blur like fading in and out of existence going through the woods than I would if I saw a a an actual a, like a, a tried and true yeah. I have to say I'm more likely to agree because you know at this point we're so ingrained ingrained might not be the right word um, but like. You know, when you picture Bigfoot, you picture him in a forest. And so while you might be shocked, yeah, like, 
you're like, oh, well, that makes sense on a certain level inside your head. Animal. Yeah. Whereas if you see some big shape flashing like TV static and blurring around the lot, like that changes your whole worldview. <laughs> like You're seeing a past impossibility. Yeah, that cannot fit into the confines of how the world is supposed to work. Um, according to you know the whatever, um, whatever religion you tribe to and science, just science in general. Um, but yeah, like so yeah, I think that's very fair to say that. <laughs> The existence of some blurry mass is infinitely more frightening than the existence of actual Bigfoot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to give many people hard disagree on that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to make people disagree. You said like a whole paragraph and like you're going to come to this big conclusion <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have. <laughs> I, I pulled a Michael Scott. I just kind of started going with something. I didn't know where it was going to end or what it was going to be by the time I got done saying it. Um, okay. What about you, Pat? Yeah, Pat. You say something. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, the way I've always kind of looked at it, like, there's always a possibility. Um, I mean, evolution. I'm not. So this is going to go way off the deep end. Um, oh, that never happens did... on this podcast, Pat. <laughs> like, where did man come from? Right, uh, evolution, aliens, God, who, whatever God you believe in. Um, I mean, Bigfoot could always be a form of evolution, um, or. Um, Early man, or you know, they may have just never evolved from cavemen. They just got hairy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. You know. okay, I believe in the static again. I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's just the thing, though. You know, like nobody knows where we came from or what happened. Um. But, I mean, to be fair, when he's talking about like evolution and stuff, to be fair, to be fair, I mean, isn't that how you get different kinds of species? Is yeah, they kind of uh, get stuck in a certain area with no interactions with others. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see something getting stuck in the Appalachian woods or like the Rocky Mountains or something like that, and then just being there, not interacting with anything close to its kind for a long time until Daniel Boone comes through and pops everyone up. And now there's like four Yahoos left. <laughs> and they av- they avidly avoid Kentucky. Um No, like yeah, I feel like that's if any of this is plausible, that's one of the more plausible explanations. Um another thing I want to get a feeling on, and this is mainly just about Bigfoot in general. When I think about Bigfoot, which is so often, um my own, I guess, opinions uh, or my own thoughts, I guess, point to them being like more intelligent. 
not more intelligent than us, than people, which it's not hard to be more intelligent than some people. Um, but I just mean like on average, like, you know, they seem at least on par or a little below actually possibly. Um, but I just, and to me like that intelligence, some form of intelligence, um, just needs to be there if they are real, um, for them avoiding human contact, uh, for so long. Um, which, you know, if they were here well before us, um, maybe they seen what, uh, early settlers did to Native Americans, you know, as far as like driving them off. And instead of confronting that, they're just like, nah, we're going to chill and we're going to learn to avoid you all at all costs. Like, all right, so. <laughs> wow, I'll just cut them off. Just throw that away. <laughs> Not even commenting on what he said, Pat. What? I mean, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I'm just asking. Do you do you feel like they're intelligent, or do you feel like it's just just animalistic? If they're real, do you feel that they're intelligent, or do you just feel like it's an animalistic drive to survive? Like, oh my god! Do you mean like if they're more intelligent than like a dog? Like, no, I'm talking about like. Or if like they actually know like what they're doing and why they're doing it, as far as like staying hidden, um, yeah, or I don't know what I'm doing half the time. You, but you know what I mean. Like I'm we know we eat to replenish energy and food and stuff. We don't. It's not like we don't know the reasons behind why we eat. We may not know why we eat what we eat or, you know, the decisions we make in that. But ultimately, everybody knows, like, I eat because I have to survive on some basic level. Right. That's not why I eat. I eat because it makes me happy. Because <laughs> pizza good. Right. So I'm going to go with animalistic um, just for the base of the fact um you don't ever see them. It's them trying to stay out of, you know, our eye. Because I feel like, you know, you probably hit spot on with, you know, us pushing them out and scaring them away. And they just have this bad taste of uh, humankind. And plus, if they were intelligent, I feel like they would have already took over the world. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of them, though. <laughs> So, like, even if they are intelligent, maybe they're smart enough to be like, nah, we'll just let these these guys sort it out because they have guns and we just have hair and big feet. That, hey, that we know of. Hey, big feet can kick a lot of ass. <laughs> hey. Yeah. The bigger the foot, the bigger the ass you can kick. <laughs> <laughs> now... Like how many hunters, you know, go out in the forest every year? Millions. So how many, you know, they always hit a trap, <coughs> kill the hunter, take the gun. Hey, they got a gun. Yeah, but maybe they're pacifists. Maybe they don't believe in violence. <laughs> like, oh my just, god, you're giving the big feet too many credits. I'm <laughs> just saying, like, based off what I've, like, my own thought, which I even admitted a lot of it was colored by fiction. Um. I mean, that's just how I feel about them. And I feel like there could very well be, you know, different sorts of Bigfoots. Like, 
that evolved, especially going back to like the evolution theory, they evolved in different climates, um, got different attitudes towards wildlife, humans, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's an intelligence there, but I understand that um, a lot of people also think the opposite. Like Pat, you know, and I think I think either one's fine to go with. I just know which one I personally believe if these things are even real. So you you were set on them being real? No. Oh, I thought, I thought no. I just said if they are real, I feel like there's some kind of intelligence there. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. They would like if they were real. They would have to be kind of intelligent. So, or we would just see them like we do squirrels. We would just see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying. I think you're giving the Bigfoot too much credit. Okay. And I don't think they're real. So <laughs> that's fine. Now werewolves. I believe in werewolves less than I do big feet. Oh. Now I know you supposedly got chased by one that well, we, turned out to be an Irish wolfhound. Yeah, that was totally an Irish wolfhound, but I was like nine and I was convinced I'd seen a werewolf until like a week later and then my dad showed me what an Irish wolfhound was. Oh man. <laughs> I wish your dad just never just would have kept on letting you believe it. If I ever have a kid and I was pissed. And the, <laughs> yeah, I mean that steals well, away some was, of your innocence. I was pissed because, like, what? You're telling me werewolves don't exist? And then I was pissed because you allowed an Irish wolfhound to move into our neighborhood. <laughs> that thing could pick me up and run into the woods and you'd never see me again. <laughs> I was mad at my dad for uh, breaking my hopes and dreams and also from a safety standpoint. Was this before or after um, you learned about the, about the truth behind SC? In case any kids are listening. Which God, I, ho- I hope they're not. <laughs> what do you? What's SC? Christmas. Just fucking say it. Oh, Santa Claus. Oh, oh God! No kids are listening to this. <laughs> uh, that was that was post Santa Claus. <laughs> okay, Truth. okay, I got you. I mean, I mean, I was terrified of werewolves when I was little, um, and it all comes down to this dream <laughs> I had. That I, and my memory's not very good, especially when it comes to dreams. Um, I had this dream where I was at a funeral for somebody, and nobody could leave the funeral because wolves were outside. <laughs> and I was trapped in that funeral home till I was an old man. And well, the I'm not f- one to make fun of people's dreams, but oh, this scared the <laughs> shit out of me for some reason. When I was an old man, I was like, surely they're gone by now. I'm going to go home. <laughs> I said, Can you imagine living in a funeral home for 80 years and then being like, God, I hope those wolves are gone. <laughs> Just I eating was, those never-ending like, surprises of like, uh, <laughs> shitty sandwiches that your parents' friends bring over to funerals. Uh, well, then I stepped outside. No sooner I stepped outside, I got bit, and I turned into a werewolf, and I was scared of werewolves for, like, at least four years, and I was, like, six when I dreamed that. Was being a werewolf bad at that point? I don't know. I didn't want to be one, though. That's all I knew. I don't think it'd be that bad. 
I mean, it just depends. I mean, there's like, how, what do you think werewolves are? Like, how? Because, like, I mean, you got the werewolves that you know have zero control over what they do when they're a wolf. You got some that remain in control a little bit. Well, personally, I'd be a sexy Twilight werewolf. So <laughs> those are just big Siberian or Alaskan Malamutes. I don't even think those are werewolves. <laughs> They're more like dire wolves with abs. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. To be fair. To be fair. How did we get from Bigfoot to werewolf? <laughs> oh, you said you believed in <laughs> werewolves more than Bigfoot. I was being ridiculous. Surely not. William, you'd never be ridiculous. Hello. Um. Uh... I'm trying to think of this things. Episode. Yeah. I mean, I think I've said what I need to say about Bigfoot and my beliefs in him. <laughs> okay, so what if Bigfoot is an alien? How does, how does that alter your beliefs? Well, I've seen way more pictures and videos of supposed like aliens that do not align with uh, any Bigfoot picture I've ever seen. Well, how do you know what's real and what's not, William? How does anybody know anything, Tyler? Touche. <laughs> <You're asking> <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> Seems believing. Yep. All right, well, I think we've probably all said about everything there is to say or not say about the Kentucky Bigfoot. Um, Until episode three. <laughs> please don't stop listening to our podcast because of this episode. Please uh, write in request part three. <laughs> oh, God, please don't. Um, I, that one might, it's not hard to be better researched um, than this one was. Uh, so. I think we just uh, come on and just start yelling about Bigfoot for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, so so yeah, so at the moment this concludes the the series on Bigfoots, um, specifically Kentucky Bigfoots. Uh, if there's any breaking news, we may do another one, but I highly doubt it. Uh, but thank you for listening uh, to the Inluminati podcast. Um, look for us on Twitter uh, at Inluminati Pod. Um, send us an email at our email address which is illuminalitypodcast at gmail.com I just want to point out that you had an hour and a half to pull it up and you waited to this <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways uh, yeah and if you want to if you're on Facebook and you want to join our Facebook group send me your pad a message or just look up the Illuminati podcast group um, we'd be more than happy to let you join uh, the budding community, even though the only posts in there are from me. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so make us feel good about ourselves. And um, we'll be coming back at you with another episode in a couple weeks because uh, we went to an every other week schedule. Um, <laughs> ideally, to help us research more, that didn't happen this week, but I had a I had an extremely hectic week outside of everything else. Uh, so I was not able to be at my computer as much as I wanted to be. Um, you had to pull in the All-Star. Yeah, that's why we had to pull in William last minute, um, and he ended up not helping much at all. Not, uh, <laughs> I want to take a picture. I, uh, I just hopped out of the shower, naked as a jaybird. 
drying myself off and I get a call. I looked down at my phone, it's Tyler. And then within 30 seconds of me missing the call, I get a text saying, uh, hey, you want to come on this podcast? <laughs> and then 15 minutes later, here we are. <laughs> yep, that's exactly the rendition of how the first 20 minutes before this podcast um, I'm just always played out. To say, uh, talk about me being naked on a podcast. <laughs> that's, story. that's fair, that's fair. And you knocked two birds out with one stone. You did it on a podcast and on your stream. But you at least one bird out. <laughs> oh God. Uh anyways. <laughs> um once again, thanks for listening. Um those who follow, join the group, send us an email. Uh we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're now on Stitcher as well. Um so pretty well anywhere you can get a podcast, we should be there. Um, you may have to search a little for us because we're not super popular. I wouldn't know why. I still can't wrap my head around it, but that's the case. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this episode, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, once again, please stick around after this one. We know this was pretty subpar, but we actually do have some pretty cool stuff lined up. Um, and I'm sure it'd be a pleasure to listen to. Maybe not a pleasure, but at least interesting because we at least always try to be interesting in one facet or another. Uh, so for the it's like 16th time, thank you for listening. Um, Pat. Stay haunted. Yeah. Oh, and also check out William's stream if you haven't. We mentioned it in the podcast, but Will Yuck uh, on yep. Twitch. Will underscore Yuck. Yep, on Twitch, we're doing uh, 16 weeks to Halloween. I think this is the start of week five. So we got plenty more Halloween content coming. Yeah. All right. So now. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. It's always Halloween. I was talking to somebody the other day about, they asked me what I was going to do after Halloween. I said, probably just do the 52 weeks of Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> just, run, just run it back. That's, that's what I can't wait for. All right, y'all, um, for the 17th time, <laughs> thanks for listening. I hope y'all have a good couple of weeks. We'll see you next time.